Hello and welcome. We are on the Revival Road with Evangelist Chance Walters. If you are new to the podcast, each week we will upload a new message taken from one of our ministry opportunities from all over the world. Our prayer is that the Word of God would challenge you and change you, conforming you into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For more information, to give or to send in prayer requests, go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. And now, here is Evangelist Chance Walters. We hope you enjoy the program. John chapter 1 verse 23. So John answered them by saying, I am fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy. I am a thundering voice shouting in the desert. Clear the way and prepare your hearts for the coming of the Messiah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this passage. And I pray that as we unpack it, that you would challenge us and change us, and that you would speak to us, giving us the courage that we need to restore the roar in our society. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, Casey and I, we have four babies. We have a victory, a glory, a Hyatt, and a lion. We have four kids, and I love their names personally, but you may not know their names have very, um, they have very specific purposes. Um, Victory Anne, her name means to completely overcome your enemy. um, Anne means mercy. So how do we completely overcome our enemy? We, We do it through the mercy of God. Glory Ray, her name means the weighty presence of God. And I'm telling you, whenever she wakes up in the morning, it's like a ray of sunshine. We, we love our little glory ray. But then Hyatt means high places. And so our verse for him is, the Lord will make your feet like the feet of the deer, and he will enable you to go on to higher heights. And it's funny, I didn't get this revelation until recently. Chance means humble-spirited. So the more humble you go, right, hum- meekness and 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 humble spiritedness should be in the middle of everything that we do and for him we believe if he keeps a humble heart God will take him to high places but our fourth child little lion we really wrestled with his name I mean for six months we're praying and asking God God what do we name this child and it wasn't until a few minutes before we left the hospital the birth certificate agency called and said, hey, before you leave, you have to name your child. And so we checked out at high noon. It wasn't until about 11.30 or 11.45 until I picked up the phone and actually called them and and gave him his name. But whenever we came into agreement with what God was speaking to us, we just felt the presence of the Lord fill the room. And, And I stood up and said, his name shall be Brixton Lion, Brixton Lion Walters. And we felt like that God had told us that he was going to be a prophet to the nations. And Brixton means a a, a speaker of truth. And Lion means courageous. So his name means a courageous speaker of truth. 
And I believe that that is a stamp of approval in the spirit realm that this little boy is going to roar around the world. And that's really what I want to talk to you about today. God has been dealing with me on this subject about restoring the roar. Lion, I, 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 I say that name over and over and over again every day, and it's got deep down into my spirit. We have lost our voice. The enemy ha- has, has tried to silence the church in the 21st century, and the reason why we have found ourselves in the middle of this mess is because we have shrunk back and we have not declared the word of the Lord in our generation. Secondly, I believe some of you are struggling because you've been letting the devil do all of the talking. And when we go back to the beginning, we see Adam and Eve formed from the dust of the ground and God put them in the Garden of Eden and said, The earth is yours. Take dominion, subdue it. Multiply my image and, and, and fill the earth with my glory. And somewhere along the way, the serpent came slithering in and began to deceive Adam and Eve by saying, Did God really say? Did God really say this? Did God really say that? And, and, and the guard began to lo- lo- be lowered in their life and Adam and Eve ate from the tree that God told them to stay away from. What's my point? I believe that the first sin was the sin of silence. I believe God gave Adam and Eve authority, and Adam did not rise up and take his rightful place and guard and protect and provide for his wife And because he was silent, Satan was able to slip in and steal and kill and destroy the call of God upon their life. And so I believe that there is a battle for our family, a battle for our marriage, a battle um, for our gifts and our callings and our ministries. I believe that there is an all-out war sent from the pit of hell to stop and shut off the life-giving flow of the voice of God to, to divide and destroy our dreams and what God is doing in this season. And, and it stirs me to talk about this subject because I hear a roar rising up in our country saying it's time to take back the land. We have to break the sound barrier. And so we see this principle all through Scripture. The enemy tries to silence the voice of the faith-filled believers. He did it for Daniel. He did it for Joseph. He threw him in a pit. He had a dream. And the devil threw him in a pit to die. The devil threw Daniel in a lion's den. And what did God do? He shut the mouth of the lions. We see it all through scripture, but one of my favorites is in the book of John chapter 1. We see the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth giving birth to a child named John the Baptist. And this was a prophecy spoken about John in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3. 
the Bible says that he will be a voice of one calling out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway of holiness for our God. So before Jesus can arrive on the scene, a roar has to be sent out into the Spirit. Before the fulfillment of a prophecy, identity has to be declared over a man and over a generation. Because we fast forward into John chapter 1, verse 23. John answered them and said, I am only fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy. Isaiah opened his mouth and prophesied. Thousands of years later, here comes the baby boy. And the baby boy grows to become a man. And this man has a thundering voice shouting in the desert, clear the way and prepare your hearts for the Messiah is coming. See, he was the one who prepared the way. But there's a part of the story that gets lost. And it's a part that is very key to our doorway into destiny. You see, it didn't start with a roar. It started with complete and utter silence, a muting of the message, if you will. And we understand this because we know that before our greatest miracle comes our greatest test. You can't stand in triumph victory without a trial. And so it was for Zechariah and Elizabeth. Zechariah was a priest. He was married to a woman of God named Elizabeth. However, their home was missing the sound of joy. They had not been able to bear kids, and now they were old in age. In fact, they had experienced years of wonder and heartache as they waited on the fulfillment of their personal miracle. But here's the tendency. We think God's promises have expiration dates in reference to our age and our man-made timetable. But God's timing is always perfect because one day Zechariah was at the temple standing next to the altar and the angel Gabriel appeared to him and said, Luke 1, 12, when Zechariah saw this angel, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, don't fear Zechariah for your prayers have been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son and you shall call his name John. The angel tells him that his son will be full of the Holy Spirit and that John is to guard him and to keep him clean. Then the angel goes on to say in verse 16, he actually quotes the prophet Malachi, See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before the great and dreadful dreadful day of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the parents towards the kids and the hearts of the kids towards the parents, or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. I love this passage of Scripture. It stirs my soul. And to all of our listeners out there today, I can completely relate. Sometimes it's hard to keep believing and contending for our miracles. But I want to say, whatever you do, don't stop believing. 
God's promises are true both now and forevermore. And so it was for Zechariah and Elizabeth. So what did Zechariah do? He responds to the angel in fear. He says, how can I know that this will really happen? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years too. Then the angel said, I am Gabriel and I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to you and this is good news. But now, since you did not believe what I told you, you will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the prophet time. <laughs> at the proper time. The lips of Zechariah was supernaturally zipped. The voice of the father was disintegrated. Fear and lack of faith caused him to go silent in this season. Now don't miss this. I believe that there is a battle for the voice of the parents and grandparents of this nation. If we fail to speak truth and love and identity into the next generation, it will be spoken, okay? It will be spoken by the voice of the world. They will hear, not the heart of God, they will hear the voice of deception, And the only difference between the believer's voice of today and the voices of perversion in our nation is that we went silent the last decade or two and they started shouting all the more louder from sitcoms to secular songs to social media. Our culture is declaring that biblical principles are irrelevant because We went silent. Our lips were zipped. We were fat and sassy. We were were just going through the motions. We hit cruise control. And the reason why we are in this predicament now is because spirit-filled pastors and parents and grandparents and lay people have put it... put into a religious monotony and not and now the school systems and politicians and hollywood stars they're leading our nation from the forefront when this is our job description to stand up for truth and shout for what is right see you have a voice you have a conscience you know what's right from wrong. You have a biblical worldview. You, you, you know uh, what the Holy Spirit is saying. You have an unction from Him. You know and you can do all things. And we are called to reinforce the victory for our family and the other areas of influence that God has entrusted to you and to me. And I say this in simplicity. It's time to roar over your family. Zechariah couldn't speak. Can you imagine this? Elizabeth was finally pregnant and they couldn't even talk about it. The house is quiet. The same time, Mary's cousin became pregnant with Jesus. We got a Mary, we got another Mary and their cousins. And both of these women 
become pregnant in due season, and Mary decides to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who is pregnant with John. In Luke one forty one, she shares the moment when promise meets prophecy fulfilled. And at the moment, she heard Mary's voice, and the baby within Elizabeth's womb jumped and kicked and suddenly Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and so was John. See, when Jesus walks in the house, everybody gets stirred up, but dad is still silent. God zipped his lips for nine months. He would not let fear and unbelief speak to steal the victory. See, until the child is born and the promise promise is, is finally delivered, dad could not speak because he did not believe the word of the Lord. Watch this. On the eighth day, they take John to be circumcised. So it was the custom. And so this is when the child was given his name. So what happens in Luke 1, 59, the Bible says, when the baby was eight days old, all the family and friends came together to celebrate the circumcision. Everyone was convinced that the parents would name the baby Zachariah after his father. But Elizabeth spoke up and said, no, he has to be named John. What? They exclaimed, no one in your family has this name. What does this say? It says that right before the breakthrough, just before the Lord will release the roar, the negative spirit will arise. How can his name not be Zechariah? Would he not carry on the family name? No, he would be called to proclaim the name that is above every name. See, mom and dad, you have to fight for your family's identity. It's time for the silence to be broken in the 21st century so that our kids can stand up and release the roar of the Father's heart. Is anybody with me here today? Luke 1.62 goes on to say, So they gestured to the baby's father to ask, what to name the child, and after motioning, he wrote down on a tablet, his name is to be John. Thank you, Jesus. Now is the time to join forces with the heavenly voices. Zachariah reiterated what Gabriel told him, and instantly, in verse 64, Zachariah could speak, and his first words were praises to God. I love this with all of my heart. I love this so much. Zachariah means God remembers. Elizabeth means promise, and John means Grace. When you put this family back together, what does it say? It says God remembers his promises of grace. God remembers his promises 
of grace. See, names carry the weight of prophecy fulfilled. Now we fast forward 30 years to the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. When Zechariah declared his name to be John, his identity was given, and eventually John would fulfill this prophetic meaning. Because the very next day, in John 1, 29, John saw Jesus coming to be baptized. Then John cried out, Look, there he is, the Lamb of God who will take away the sins of the world. I told you that a mighty one would come. He is far greater than I because he existed long before I was born. See, John released a roar. He restored the roar. And if we will declare this truth and love and identity over our generation, they will recognize the Son of God when He walks up, when He manifests Himself in their life. Because there is a roar that has to happen in the wilderness season of 2021. And I believe that God is asking us to break the sins of silence and to roar over our nation in due season. I prophesy right now we are living in lion country and it is time to restore the roar in the highways and byways, the cities and communities, the schools. Come on somebody. We've got to be alert and sober minded because the enemy roams around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, 1 Peter 5, 8. He's like a lion, but we know that Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah, and his voice is like the roar of rushing waters, Ezekiel 43, 2. See, God is doing something in the hearts of mankind, and I believe we have to slip into the secret place to hear the word of God, but then we have to stand in the public place, and we have to have the boldness to say whatever the Lord is saying, even if it contradicts what our culture is speaking from the main stage. Is anybody with me here today? You have a voice. And your voice is your address in the Spirit. It is a voice of victory. Some of us are struggling because we're allowing the devil to do all the talking. But I believe that there is a double-edged sword in your hand. And God is giving you the power and authority to take the land. I've got a little lion in my house. I've got a little Brixton lion. But i got a little lion that lives on the inside of me. It, it, it's not a little kitten. It doesn't purr like a cat. It roars. Listen, the lion of the tribe of Judah wants out. It's time to open our mouth and declare the word of the Lord. Hallelujah, whatsoever you decree, it shall be established unto you, unto thee. Give birth to your dreams. 
Keep praying, keep pushing, keep persevering. The prophecy will come to pass. God's promises do not have expiration dates. Don't put a comma where God puts a period. If what God has told you has not manifest in your life, get excited because it's gaining interest. And you are closer uh, to seeing your breakthrough than you've ever seen before. Friends, it's time to restore the roar. Just like Zachariah and Elizabeth gave birth to John, I believe that you are giving birth to something in the midst of your story. Stand up for what's right. God's got your back. Don't stop believing. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. God bless you. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.